joy unspeakable hallelujah hallelujah amen he's the god of every need every need every need hallelujah hallelujah praise god well today's hump day it's wednesday hope everybody's having a good week uh, i know that i am i'm enjoying my new job that god has blessed me with and i hope everybody else is feeling blessings and seeing god's favor hallelujah hallelujah Remember, we should always praise and worship in every situation in life, no matter what is thrown at us, no matter what the storm or whatever the mountain is we have to climb. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God for everything, for He will always give you favor and He'll pull you through it. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Today we're going to read Jethro Visits Moses, and uh, this is a... Uh, a lesson that's going to pertain to the church and uh, the leadership of the church is the start here plurality of the leadership delegates responsibility traditional model of church leaders and that's what this story today is going to be about so I hope everybody uh, enjoys it and learns uh, what God needs them to learn this is what this is about this whole reading Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. This whole reading is, is, is basically uh, uh, what God has asked me to do. It's in His hands. And whatever He leads through the Spirit for y'all uh, to interpret the way He needs y'all to interpret it. He, he, the Spirit speaks through me and tells me what to say. But as I've said in the past, always go back and reread it yourself. Well, we have our convictions, and, and I don't know if a lot of people really understand this. They like to judge people on, on convictions, and uh, their own convictions. But everybody has different convictions, and that is something we need to understand. Uh, just because we are convicted of something and we feel it is wrong for us, doesn't necessarily mean that that same conviction is wrong for another. And I hope that's making sense. Uh, the way it works is whatever situation in our lives that we've been through, uh, whether it's our past or present or even our future, uh, we have convictions of that. And the reasons why we're given those convictions is because those are setbacks. Those are doors. They're doors that allow Satan to enter. Satan will use those doors, those convictions, if we don't, uh, if we don't abide by what God is telling us, and we're convicted of doing something. The reason we're convicted of that is because that is the back door. That's the back door to Satan, who will come in and enter through that door and try to disrupt us. So everybody, everybody has their own convictions, 
Uh, some people, for instance, are convicted of smoking. Some people are not. Amen. I'm not saying it's right or wrong for smoking. I smoke. Uh, I don't have a conviction of that, and I've read up on it and everything, but I'm not given a conviction of that. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's right necessarily good for my body. It's not. And I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying I don't have that conviction. So, therefore, it's not necessarily wrong. But there are some that does have that conviction. And, and so, therefore, they need to listen to whatever God is telling them to not do. Amen. Because, like, it is a back door, and it's the way that Satan uses to attack us. And uh, uh, it could be anything. Uh, some people can be convicted about going to church. Some people are not convicted about going to church. I actually would love to go to church. I can't. Uh, but I do have church every day uh, in, in this truck. And and, and, uh, and everybody that follows me on Facebook does see that. They know that I love being in church. I am here with Jesus. And that is my church. So I love it. But there are some that can only go to church or only go to church on Sunday mornings. That doesn't mean that they're wrong. Some have to have church every day, and some can go to church uh, on just Sunday mornings. That's between them and, and God. That's between their convictions. So we can't judge. We shouldn't judge anybody about anything at all, for we all make up the body of Christ. But there's a lot of people that do like to judge people uh, for their own convictions, even though that conviction might necessarily not pertain to the person they're judging. So it's wrong for us to judge, and so we should never judge anybody at all. I'm just saying there are some that do, and uh, and we need to to learn to love. It's not our place to judge; it's our place to just love and support and uplift and hold each other up, just as Aaron and her held up the hands of uh, Moses yesterday in the battle against the Malachites. Uh, as long as his hands were lifted, as long as his hands were in the air, uh, the uh, Israelites were winning. But once he slipped, once he let his hands down, the Malachites started winning. And that is how it is in today's society, today's world. We, it's, it's always been that way. As long as we lift our hands up and praise and worship God, God is going to protect. He's going to protect his children. Amen. But we start slipping and Satan will start coming in and Satan will start taking over and controlling. And that is, uh, he loves to do that through our convictions, as I said earlier. He does. He comes in in other ways. Uh, he will, if we dwell on our past, if we dwell on our past sins, uh, Satan will love to enter through that as well. So we just let it go. Whatever our past sins are have been forgiven. So if God can forgive our sins, then we have to learn to forgive ourselves. And so just let it go. Don't dwell on it. It's over. It's past. It's a, it's a learning tool. And we do remember our past sins, but that's a learning tool for us not to do it again. So uh, don't dwell on it. Just let it go. And praise God. Praise God in everything, every aspect of life. Go to bed praising God. You wake up praising God throughout the day. You're praising God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you can say a prayer out loud. <coughs> you can say a prayer when you're off to yourself. 
uh, you can say a prayer even just in your thoughts. So throughout the day, uh, you should always, always, always be thinking and praising and worshiping God. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He chose to stay on that cross. And uh, we should always, that kind of love is, is unheard of. Nobody has ever known that kind of love. And uh, we should always worship and praise Him just for that alone. Not even for the grace, not even for the promise of heaven. That is our grace, that is our promise for believing and having faith and loving one another and repenting of our sins. That is our gift, our promise. But that is not the reason we should be worshiping and praising. We should be worshiping and praising God for the love, the love He has for each and every one of us. That is enough right there that we should always, always be worshiping, praising, and glorifying our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let's not judge people on the convictions and let's uplift everybody as the lesson was yesterday uh, with Aaron and her uh, holding up the hands of Moses so that they could see victory over the Malachites. And that is what that part of the lesson was about, that we should always uplift each other. And that's where I was going with this today. So, uh, anyways, it's Wednesday. And so, uh, I really, really do hope that everybody is, is worshiping and praising God and uh, glorifying Him even in the storms, even in the troubles. Sometimes that's hard to do. I ask that everybody... Uh, is, is, is learning to love their neighbor and their enemy. Uh, if their enemy is, is, is hungry, we should feed them. If they're thirsty, we should give them something to drink. Amen. Hallelujah. I know sometimes that's hard, and it's very hard. Uh, people do come at you, but that is carrying our cross. We are to carry that cross. And so all of that is part of carrying that cross. And, uh, that is our salvation. So so with that being in mind, let's say our prayer. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you, worshiping you, honoring you, and praising you just for the love, the love that you have for each and every one of your children, Lord. Lord, we know that you could have come down off that cross. We know that you could have just gave up. But you chose to stay up on that cross. You didn't get killed on the cross. You gave your life on that cross. And you did it for me did it for the listeners. You did it for each and every one of your children out there, Lord, and we want to worship you and praise you at all times for that kind of love, Lord. We know that through that dying of, on the cross was for our salvation. It was your blood being shed, the sacrificial lamb that the Israelites have to do uh, before you. And, and everybody before you was having to do a sacrifice of a lamb. You were the lamb. You're the lamb of God. You are the human sacrifice and the last sacrifice, Lord. And you took upon yourself all the sins, all the sins that I committed, all the sins that all the listeners and everybody committed. You took them on yourself. Even though you were pure without sin, Lord, you took on those sins. And I don't know any other way but to praise you and worship you and honor you just for that Lord. Every single slash of the whip that you felt Lord was, was my sins. Every single nail that was driven 
in your hands and in your feet were my sins, Lord. The crown of thorns that was put on your head was my sins, Lord. And and we want to, to worship you and honor you and praise you. For you took upon our sins and you washed them clean, washed them white as snow, and gave us the grace, the grace after we repent of our sins, believe in you, believe everything that happened, everything that the Bible tells us of you, Lord. Believing in that and having faith, having faith that that everything, every trouble, every battle we're in, every circumstance in our life, you are going to take care of, Lord. And that kind of faith is what we have to have. So through our storms, we should ask you, ask you for for help for our need. But we should always, always, always worship and praise you, even if we don't see that need. For it is not our, it's not on our time, Lord. It's on your time. There's a big puzzle. There's a big will, and 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 that has to be met. So, so we ask that uh, in our troubled times, Lord, that your will be done, and that we still worship and honor and praise you, no matter the time. For it, like I said, it's not our time. The Spirit could be speaking to us directly, or the Spirit could be speaking to someone else. And until that will is met, Lord. Uh, the blessings are not always received in the manner that we uh, anticipate them to be. So, Lord, we want to to always keep that faith that it is going to come. Our 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 blessing, our favor, our prayers will be answered. That that is going to come. That will take place. For we ask it in Jesus' name, and that is what the good book tells us to do: is to pray and ask in Jesus' name, and it shall be received. But it has to be received on your time, Lord. And that's something that we uh, struggle with. Uh, sometimes when it's a, a person that's ill and it's their time to go, Lord, uh, it is their time to go for our days are numbered. Uh, that's a hard one for people to understand as well. But but we should always be ready. And and when our when our loved ones are, are ill or or any of our friends or family are are on their deathbed, Lord, we should pray with them to make sure that they are ready. And they have received you, Lord, and they believe and have faith in you, Lord, so that they, one time uh, in the future, we can all meet up in the glory of heaven and have our grace together uh, for eternity, for eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is uh, something we need to understand. Doctors are real good. Doctors are real great for helping with the pain and helping us through our situations, Lord. But there is no man, there is no man on this earth that can actually save any other man. And that is uh, something that we need to understand as well. Uh, they could uh, help us to to comfort us during our, our time of illness. But when it's our time to go, it is going to be our time to go. And uh, it doesn't matter where we're at or what we're doing at that time. So, Lord, we do ask that... Uh, Keep us focused on the faith. Keep us focused on the cross. And teach us to love one another. Uh, and, and speak to us through the Spirit, Lord, anytime we are attacked. For we're carrying that cross and we will be attacked. Our trials and tribulations are there and, and, and that's part of it. So we just have to, we're tested through our faith. And so we have to keep that faith, Lord. And uh, we ask that the Spirit helps us. The Spirit is our comforter, it's our GPS, it is our guidance to everything in life. And we have to learn, learn to listen, 
listen to the Spirit. Let the Spirit come in. We ask that you let the Spirit come in, each and every one of us, and take over our heart and take over our mind. So if we start listening and abiding by what the Spirit tells us, Lord, our heart and our mind will be controlled by the Spirit. Each one of those elements of life we have. We, we have a heart. And sometimes our heart can tell us to do the wrong things. We have a mind and it tells us to do the wrong thing. And we have the Spirit that tells us to do the right thing. And we should learn to listen to the Spirit. Accept the Spirit for what the Spirit is telling us. For once we do that, and we do that on a consistency of obedience to the Spirit, the Spirit will overtake our heart and our mind. And, and, and everything about us will become pure. We are to be pure as you were, Jesus. And every one of us has failed. Every one of us will fail at that. And uh, that is part of the grace. For we are born of Adam. We are born of the flesh. So therefore we are born into sin. And sin lives within us. But we are reborn as well. And to be reborn we have a change in our lives. And we have to learn to accept that change. We have to be a Christian. We have to act like a Christian. We need to praise and worship you at all times as a Christian. When we walk up to a stranger, they should already know that we're Christian and, and that we have the grace. And, and, and they'll feed off that and they'll hunger for what we have. And so, Lord, we ask that you do, through your Spirit, teach us and guide us and show us everything we need to do. And we ask that you teach us to listen, to listen to what the Spirit has to tell us, Lord. Lord, we come to you today. We want to worship you, honor you, magnify you, glorify you, believe you, trust you, love you, and listen to you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. <coughs> so, before I get into the lesson, I was looking at the workbook, and the workbook stops in chapter 24. Uh, but I'm going to continue reading all 40. Uh, chapters of Exodus uh, and so what I'm going to do is I will come up with some questions for the workbook on the uh, on the Facebook page for the remaining uh, chapters and uh, and I think when we get into Psalms it's going to do the same thing it's only like half of the, the book but I don't want to stop at just half the book I'd like to continue on once we start reading the book I like to go through it and I think that's only fair to y'all. And so uh, that's how I want to do it. And so we'll just play it by ear. Uh, I'll pray on it and we'll let the Spirit lead us as, as we have uh, in the past. And when we come to that situation, uh, we'll handle it. We'll let the Spirit handle it. And uh, we'll just listen to what the Spirit tells us to do. And, and that's way we'll do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today we're going to do Jethro visits Moses. Uh, now Jethro, the priest of Midian, the father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for the people of Israel and how the Lord had brought Israel out of, G out of Egypt. Amen. The Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Hallelujah. After Moses had sent away his wife, Zephira, his father-in-law Jethro, received her and her two sons. One son was named Gersom, for Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Elizer, for he said, My father's God was my helper. He saved 
me from the sword of Pharaoh. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Now you do know, remember, I don't do names very well. I don't pronounce them very well. We just go through it and we just move on. Hallelujah. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness where he had camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Amen. The Lord had saved them. The Lord gave them favor. The Lord provided. He took care of them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, Praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses, father-in-law, in the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it was done in the presence of God. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is it that you're doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Amen. Amen. So they, so they would come to him with all their problems and and he was to solve every one of them but remember there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people so that is a lot for one man to bear Moses answered him because the people came to me to seek God's will whenever they have a dispute it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions Amen, amen. So he is the speaker of God. He is the one that speaks of what God tells him to do. So they bring all their problems and disputes to him. And so he, through God's words, uh, give them God's decree and instructions on what to do. Moses' father-in-law replied, What are you doing? What you're doing is not good. You and these people who had come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. Amen. So he's going to give him some advice. But he's giving advice that, and said may God be with you. May God accept and, and, and agree with what I'm telling you. You must be the people's representative for God and bring their disputes to him. 
teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Amen. So he is to do what he is doing, however, but select capable, capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as office, uh, office officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. They'll share the load, the burden. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Amen. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses but the simple ones they decided themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and Jethro returned to his own country. Amen, 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 hallelujah. So so what this lesson is about is the plurality of leadership. Uh, delegate responsibility in the traditional model of the church leaders. And that is the, the beginning of how churches really should be. They should share the uh, the burden. They should share the load. One man can't do it on his own. Hallelujah. So, depending on the size of the group, there should always be delegates uh, that are responsible to uh, to help out, to help share the load. For uh, as with Moses, I mean, could you imagine? Even the people, the people who would come to him would stand there from morning through evening, all day, they would stand waiting for their turn to speak with Moses and to get God's will and instructions on how to settle the dispute. So uh, uh, this was the beginning, like I said, of the model of the church leaders, and uh, so it's a good lesson, and I hope everybody got something out of it. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing uh, the Mount Sinai, and so uh, that's going to be a great lesson. And then it leads up to uh, the Ten Commandments the next day. And uh, that is definitely something we should all uh, be uh, expecting and wanting to hear. And then protection of the property uh, and so on and so on. Like I said, there's 40, 40 uh, chapters in this, uh, in this book and we are on 19. And uh, the workbook is going to go to 24. And then I will come up with questions uh, somehow, however, the Spirit leads me to do that, but I will continue. If the Spirit tells me, which I'm pretty sure that He will, I, I'd like to, to not leave a book halfway read. And uh, so we will continue on until the, until the book is done. And then we go into Hebrews. So, uh, but I hope everybody is enjoying these lessons. I love each and every one of you. Let's say our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you 
we want to thank you for all that you have done for the Israelites for for there's a great lesson here in this book uh, that pertains to even us today Lord so we ask that you continuously continuously uh, teach us to to have the, the, the faith that we need for your will to be done and our favors will be there our prayers will be answered Lord through our faith and we want to thank you and worship you and glorify you and love you uh, for all that you have done, Lord. You are a great, mighty, powerful uh, provider and protector of your children, Lord. All our battles, we are to turn over to you, Lord. All of them. We're to sit still and, and, and go on about our lives and let, let you battle our battles for us. For the outcome will be your will, Lord. And we will succumb them. We will go through and move on and do what we are to do. And that is to act and be like Christians at all times. Uh, it could be as simple as going up and just saying hi to your neighbor, uh, and, and and just just letting them see and feel the presence of you around us, Lord. It could be smiling at a stranger. Uh, all of those are works, Lord. We don't have to do works. The Bible says we just have our faith and our belief and our love for each other. Uh, to receive the grace but the works come the works come with being a Christian with the change in our life so we need to accept that change and everybody around us should see that change if nobody sees that change and we don't feel that change Lord then we need to get with you and speak with you and make it right so that we do feel that change for to be Christian to to have the glory of the grace we have to have the change in our life and that change comes with being reborn so, uh, Lord, we ask that you do uh, continuously speak to us through the Spirit and that we listen to you. We always want to always uh, be focused on the cross, for that is our salvation, uh, the blood being shed, uh, washing our sins away white as snow, being reborn by repenting and asking forgiveness of our sins, having faith and believing that Jesus walked on this world and everything the book says to be truth and loving one another and that is how we receive our grace and lord we want to thank you we want to worship you honor you glorify you magnify you praise you listen to you love you in jesus wonderful name amen 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 hallelujah hallelujah so i hope everybody is enjoying these lessons like i said tomorrow will be mount sinai and that's going to be a good lesson as well Continue worshiping and praising and glorifying God at all times. And I'll speak to y'all again tomorrow. Amen. He pulls up to a mailbox in the middle of the night. Leave some money for a family who are facing hard times. He's a keeper. She's leaning on a walker and she's leaning on her Lord. And her son invests. She welcomes folks walking through the doors. She's a keeper. Keep on showing love. 
story of their lives Expecting nothing in return All for the cause of Christ Keep going.